friends. How are you guys? This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. This is the second week of the life coaching series, you guys. Uh, we are at, gosh, this would be episode number eight of season two. I called it season two, being that we're kind of changing changing up the content, you guys. But it's the end of the week. I hope you guys had a good week. How are you guys doing? Anything good been going on? Stressful, whatever, right? Um, I hope you guys are still just encouraging yourself daily. Um, that's really, really important, you guys. You know, I try to find something every day that I look forward to, you know, whether it's um, listening to a podcast, you know, getting up every day, spend time with the Lord, be, having quiet time, um, you know, listening to an encouraging podcast, playing games with my kids, um, you know, having good conversations with them, um, having a couch time with my husband, you guys, every night after dinner when the kids are doing their chores, him and I sit on the couch together and just kind of talk to each other, heart-to-heart conversation, just whatever, you know, and uh, just try to reconnect with each other. Um, we want to be a example to our children as far as uh, what what a healthy marriage looks like, because they're, they're going to copy what we do, you know, so I want them to enjoy their spouse and make their relationship a priority and um, have the, that time with their spouse, because I know how important it is to me, so I'm like, you know what, I want to model that, I need that, and I want to model that for my kids. And so that's just been something that me and my husband do every day. And that's just been definitely, um, let me see, kind of a pillar in our marriage. Something we learned going through God, growing kids God's way. I'm going to say it was like 10 years ago, you guys. So um, anyway, we are at the end of the week here. And we've been talking about, you know, just different emotions that we have to face within ourselves um, as we go about this life coaching process. I shared with you guys, you know, some character traits that we need to have. Um, you know, we've been talking about, you know, what shame looks like, how it impacts our life, you guys, and how just these, you know, foundational, um, understandings of our emotions and how we are personally impacted them and how they impact our ability to grow and make progress in our life. That's going to be key for you guys to really unpack this in your life. And so I hope this has helped you at least get some perspective in your life of maybe how shame, um, is, you know, um, kind of hijacking your life like it was mine um maybe you struggle with vulnerability and you don't realize it you know maybe you don't like to deal with how you feel um and asking god to you know restore you in that type of way you guys and so um today we are yesterday we talked about judgment um and today we're guys we're gonna be talking about condemnation and um you know i this was something that I did not understand. I mean, I knew John three sixteen. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. I read that, but I didn't understand really what condemnation was. And so, you know, guys, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about what condemnation is, recognizing it in our emotions, you know, our state of being, you know, what it sounds like, you know, and, uh, you know, just asking you guys some questions towards the end to see maybe how your perception um, what you will, you know, what you allow and what you don't allow into your life, maybe hindering what God has come to give you, right? The, the forgiveness, the love, the grace, um, you know, his message on his side of the equation, you know, why do you resist that? So you guys, before we get into that, let's go ahead and pray. And then, um, let's talk about condemnation, you guys. Father, thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you, God, for giving me an opportunity just to share with the people the things that you've shared with me over the years, Lord. Um, this has really brought a lot of liberty and freedom into my life, God, and I really desire that for other people. Um, 
you know, these are things I did not know. And if somebody would have explained it to me, it would have definitely helped me out in a tremendous way. So God, I pray that this podcast can bless people with more understanding of their emotions and what they struggle with and, um, in the relationship with you. Um, I thank you God for, you know, just, uh, everybody out there, Lord, who, um, wants these same things, you know, um, it's important Lord, that we're in community of people who are like-minded. So I pray for every single person listening to this podcast, that you would surround them with a community of people who want to grow and mature, who want to, uh, get healed in their life, who want to make progress, who want to do all those things, Lord. So I just pray for that, God. I pray that you would bless them and empower them and encourage them and give them, help them to receive everything that they need, God, to be able to be fully restored and walk out the function and purpose you have for their life, God, so they can uh, so they can be healed and not guard themselves from pain and the true potential of the soil of their life, their dreams, their visions, their purpose, the things they're excited about, you know, whatever their vision, God, the things that they have in their imagination, Lord, that they think about and the things they want to do, that they would be able to accomplish all those things, Lord. So I just pray for a great blessing upon everyone listening to this podcast. I pray, Lord, you guide guide this conversation. Um, help me to articulate these things to people, God, so they can grab hold of it and integrate it into their life, God, and get free from condemnation because you have not come to condemn us, Lord, but to save the world through you. So I thank you for that, God. Thank you that we have your word and these promises. And uh, Lord, I just pray uh, bless this day. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys, let me grab my Bible really quick. Okay, so I was in John. I've been reading the book of John, and I was in John, um, you know, chapter four yesterday. I was thinking about judgment, and, you know, um, I've been thinking about a lot about condemnation and how that was one of the, the big things that um, I looked up and realized what it meant. And after I learned about shame, and how that was impacting my life and vulnerability, I started realizing, uh, you know, condemnation was something else that um, had come into my mind that I, you know, I started just really getting better about looking things up, you guys. I told you I've got these really old school dictionaries that my dad had given to me um, and looking up exactly what does that mean? You know, I wanted the meanings that I had attached to actually be rooted in the truth of what it means and not what I think it means. You guys, um, I don't even, I'm like before condemn, I'm like, I didn't really, honestly, I don't even know what it meant. I knew it wasn't a good thing. And I knew that God said he didn't come to condemn me. So obviously, okay, but to save me. And I would always focus on that part. But as I said, I didn't understand, you know, um, what it meant. And so that really blinded me to the things that I was struggling with that was keeping me from, you know, going closer to the Lord and receiving his grace. And so um, let's, let's go to John three here, you guys, John three sixteen. it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Uh, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. But people loved darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that they may so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. And so you guys, I just I decided to look up condemn again to read you guys the definition so you guys can jot it down too and take note of it, you know, write it in the back of your Bible, right? I think they have some note pages in the back. I, I write certain words down 
that I want to remember, you know, that always seem like they're coming up. So, condemn means to express opinion against, hold or prove to be wrong, censor, to pronounce hopeless, give up as incurable, to close up or to withdraw from public use. I was like, wow. So you guys, where are you expressing opinion against yourself or hold or prove yourself to be wrong? You know, when you tell yourself I'm worthless or you do something, you know, dude, I'm such an idiot. I'm such a piece of crap. I'm so stupid. Um, you know, I'm not good enough, right? When you define yourself by that, you know, shame's lurking, you guys. And I'm like, Lord, oh my gosh, Lord, we gotta be free from that. Like, we're not gonna step out and do what we're supposed to do living underneath those accusations, right? And so ask yourself, you know, are you expressing an opinion against yourself today? Are you holding or proving yourself to be wrong? And isn't that what the enemy does? Isn't he so good with uh, cementing those those thoughts in your head anyway? And he always uses the things that we can see to try to verify the lies that we tell ourselves, right? Your mind, if you really believe that you're worthless or you're an idiot or you're not good enough, you're going to look for... uh, things within an experience or a situation to prove that that's true right I mean how vulnerable is it to not live by that and say you know what um that's that's not true right um maybe it was you know we don't have all the information right depends on the situation you guys you know I don't know how you would I'm trying to think of an example for myself of where I thought um you know I was no good perfect example actually one just came up today So, um, you know, I can get sponsors on this podcast, you guys. And so, which has been a blessing, you know, it was like five bucks a month. Well, um, there's been people who quit sponsoring it. And then my mind was like, oh man, you know, like, did I do something wrong? Right. Am I not good enough? That's shame. You know, that's shame, you guys. And it's like, you know what? The truth is, I don't know. People have decisions they have to make for themselves. Okay. People are going to come and go. People have situations going on. It's none of my freaking business, right? So I guess what I mean is, you guys, don't take things so seriously like I was almost doing and asking myself the question, really, what am I playing in my mind? Oh, you don't think you're good enough because of that, right? Oh, and so that was what that's what was revealed to me. And I'm like, wow, Lord, you know what? Give me out from underneath that. Why, why would I still tell myself that I'm not good enough? Why would I base my worth again upon, you know, those type of circumstantial things, right? You know, why would I base my value off of that, you guys? And so just paying attention to those uh, thoughts that run through your mind, you know, how you respond to the outside circumstances. You guys, it's just supposed to be indicators. The outside outside circumstances are not supposed to control our well-being. They're supposed to be indicators of what we really need within ourselves. You know, what we need healing, we need God's grace, we need encouragement, we need instruction, we need information, we need knowledge. God says his people die for lack of knowledge, you know? So it's like, okay, Lord, what do I need in this? How do I, you know, uh, how do I need to look at this? Like I said, sometimes, honestly, it's just as simple as establishing the truth. For me, the truth is, I don't I don't know what's going on in people's lives. I don't know what's happening with them. Um, you know, maybe people are in a financial pinch. I don't know. Like, you guys get what I mean? I'm just saying, establish the truth in the situation. The truth is, you don't know. And you not knowing will set you free from any type of accusation that would come and try to tell you that you know something that you really don't know, right? Um, I don't know these people personally and, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just, it's just reminding myself of that. 
And I, and I just, I share this with you guys because um, I think it's important to, you know, reality check these um, things that we tell ourselves against a circumstance or a situation that would, you know, bring about those thoughts and those feelings. Like, just reality check them, right? And, uh, you know, anyway, guys, so let me continue on here. So that was my example, you know, condemnation. Uh, that just kind of came to mind as I was talking to you guys. So, oh, the other the other definition was you pass a judicial sentence or render judgment or uh, decision against condemned people have their trial. I was like, wow, think about that, you guys. Condemned people have already had their trial. Have you had your trial yet? Are you dead? It says that when we're dead, we'll go before the judgment seat of Christ. You're not at the judgment seat of Christ. So if you're living in a condemned state, that means that you've already, you know, finalized your judgment on yourself or you think that you God's judged you, which he hasn't, right? So it's, again, fact-checking the, the scenario in your mind, right? Um, and just asking yourself, you know, are you living, are you putting a final sentence on yourself that you're this, right? Especially if it's condemnation. Oh, I'm worthless. I, I can express opinion against myself, right? So... We should speak. Oh, okay. Here we go. So in John chapter three, Nicodemus meets with Jesus. Um, he came to Jesus at night and he said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God for no one could perform the signs you are doing. If God were not with him, Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born again when they are old? Nicodemus asked, surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the spirit. Flesh gives, <laughs> flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at me saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And you do not understand these things very truly i tell you we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen but still you people do not accept our testimony wow so i was thinking about that you guys we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen but still you people do not accept our testimony right what was jesus testimony uh what's john three sixteen? for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God, right? The truth of a situation, you guys establishing the truth of, you know, who you are, what you're thinking, what you're being, how you're believing, right? Establishing that truth. And so I got some questions for you guys. Um, you know, are to, so you can begin to figure out, are you, ex, are you not accepting the testimony of Christ? What I mean by that is, are you not accepting the testimony that he doesn't condemn you and that he has come to redeem your life, right? If you believe that you're worthless and, and all this kind of stuff, there's something that you're thinking and you're not accepting 
that is blinding you and keeping you from the grace and love of God. And so that is going to, because of that, it's going to affect your paradigm and how you view life and through the lens that you're using. Okay. So ask yourself some questions today. Are you accepting, accepting the testimony of who Christ is in the context of John three sixteen? You know, and I'm not, um, it's not that, oh yeah, that famous verse everybody uses, John 3, 16. But seriously, how many Christians who even say they have a relationship with Christ live in a condemned state? Let's talk about it. Like for real, you guys, I was that Christian. I was a Christian for what, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8 years? Living condemned? Expressing an opinion against myself? No joy? Burdened? Stressed? Frustrated? Thinking that, you know, the only thing God wanted me to do was just this massive load of, you know, whatever, things I didn't want to do, that serving God was hard, but I better do what he says and be obedient because he's God, that he's not going to give me anything I enjoy. I can't dream as a Christian. You know, I can't have a vision for my life. I can't think about anything bigger than what I'm doing because that's earthly. Seriously, you guys, ask yourself these things, you know, apply it to yourself. Ask yourself these questions. So, and then here's the thing. If you're not accepting the testimony of who Christ is, right? Who told you that? Who told you the information that you are using to filter your beliefs about Christ through? Who told you those things? What shaped your paradigm? What happened? You know, there's a lot of people that I've come across that um, they don't believe in God anymore or they don't, you know, have a relationship with Christ because they had an experience in the church. You guys, I've been there, done that. I, I let the church become God to me in that way. I didn't make a decision or do anything unless I went through the church because the church was confirmation, right? The church was, uh, you know, they were, they had the word of God and, you know, this kind of stuff. So I lived my whole life through, you know, their paradigm instead of me being confident that the Holy Spirit to me. And, and what is it? First John, he already says, you don't need anyone to teach you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. It's like, why are we so afraid to acknowledge the teacher that's in us and that we so bad need the validation outside of ourselves for other people to tell us what we're supposed to be doing or not doing in the Lord when the Lord is in us? Why are we so afraid to ask questions, right? And figure this out on our own. Not like in an independent, isolated way, right? Like we can actually have a conversation and talk to somebody about what we believe without fear of them rejecting us. Think about Nicodemus, right? He's going to Jesus at night. He's on the Jew- Jewish ruling council. The Jewish ruling council has already decided that Christ is not the Messiah or they want to kill him. Like they don't agree with who Christ is. But then you've got this other guy who's on the same council who's going to Jesus at night to talk to him about these things because he sees something in Christ that these other people don't see. So that's what I'm saying, you guys. Can you be around people who have come to this massive conclusion about whatever and still maintain your own integrity as a person and still be like, you know what? You guys believe that? That's fine. But I'm going to go after it. I'm going to explore this curiosity, right? Who is Christ? How is he relevant to my life? Lord, you say there's no condemnation. How do I get free from this, right? Um, you know, what, what? what's the main, that's the other thing. What is the main thought process or paradigms that Christians are living by these days that are really stealing, killing, and destroying them, right? The biggest one I heard was uh, die to yourself, right? And what that meant was, die to yourself meant, you know, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't enjoy your life. You know, you don't have fun. You don't build dreams and and visions, um, for your life. You don't, you know, pursue worldly things. 
you don't ask God to prosper you, right? Like, especially with money, right? Because, you know, then you're like prosperity gospel. Now you're a false teacher, right? Um, you know, so it's very just sort of like a blanket wet. It's like, it's like throwing a wet blanket on people. It's just, ugh, gross. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, how do we still maintain ourselves and be a part of this world without rejecting the things that we see? Like, wait a second, you know what? There's something to this. Because not everybody's going to come to the same conclusion to see you. Are you comfortable with that? Are you comfortable with yourself in that way that not everyone's going to think like you? Not everybody can validate what you see in Christ that they don't see. Or that God's calling you to do that they don't see. You, you cannot rely on the outside world to validate that. Because like I said, Nicodemus' crew, they were all in the same crew. But they didn't see Christ the way that Nicodemus was starting to see him. And he, if he openly shared that, you know what they did? They would kick people out of the synagogue. Right? To be kicked out of synagogue was like a massive shame back in the day. You know? Uh, people didn't want to be kicked out of synagogue. So anyway, you guys, just think about that, okay? Who told you that? Who told you the things you believe? All right. Because um, like I said, the ones who had the word of God and they were seeking to kill Jesus, right? The Pharisees. So anyway, um, do you seek to understand yourself? All right. Um, like I said, understand yourself, knowing your motives, knowing your intentions. Okay. If you don't seek, here we go, you guys. If you don't seek to understand who, you know, why you do what you do, do you think you will have the courage to confront people who draw conclusions against what you know is true because you cannot face um, your motives and intentions within yourself? Think about how challenging that's going to be for you, right? If you're in a group of people like Nicodemus was, you know, and you are coming to different conclusions than they are, and you are seeking out the truth of like, wait, what does this mean, God? Like, you know what? I'm just going to go after you. I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to find you, right? And you've got people around you that are coming to different conclusions, though they say that they have them because they have the word of God, right? This, You guys, I'm telling you, the world ain't going to give us so much trouble, right? It's always going to be the people in the church in this way. Like, I hate to say it, but it's true. It's the Pharisees who put Jesus on the cross. It wasn't his own disciples. It was the people who had the word of God, but were coming to the wrong conclusions of him being the Messiah. So, you know, a lot of people can sound like God, but they feel like the devil. They're not coming to the right. They're not bringing life. They use the word of God to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the devil does, you guys. We have to be able to recognize this stuff, especially Christians in the church, you guys. And you got to be willing to, you know, stand up in that way and challenge things. Like, wait a second, you guys, what's really going on here? All right. But are you willing to face your own motives and intentions first? If you're not willing to face yourself, do you really think you're going to have the courage to confront somebody else? Right? You're not. I don't think you are. You know, what we practice every single day is is going to be how we have the courage to do the next thing. Right? So are you, are you willing to face yourself, understand yourself, know your motives, know your intentions, know your values, know, you know, uh, the assumptions that your mind has at times. You guys are probably going to be talking about that next week in the podcast you know, listening, communication, assumptions, and that, and those kind of things, and how they really kind of impact the way you process inf- information. So, I mean, are you willing to face yourself in this way? Expose yourself, right? And ask, and ask God. So that way you can confront other things. Jesus confronted the Pharisees. Jesus confronted things that were not consistent, right? And so we got to be able to do that too, you guys. So a couple more questions and we'll get off this podcast. Do you see how you set yourself up as a wave of the sea? Again, if you don't confront yourself, you're not going to confront other people and you will be double-minded and you're going to struggle and you're going to have a lot of turmoil. 
if you want to have peace, you got to start with yourself first. Get yourself established, right? Get your stuff together. And then when you're in an environment of, you know, kind of that hostility, you can speak on it and say, you know what, let's talk about this. Let's establish the truth, right? You don't have to sit there and hiding like a lot of people do these days. You guys, I did that for a really, really long time because when I would be super honest about what I was seeing and what was going on, it made the people angry. They didn't want to hear about it. You know, it's like, shut up, Ashley. Just get over it. It's like, no, I can't just get over it. Like, we're stealing, killing, and destroying each other. We're still, we're killing these relationships. We're killing each other. We're killing the authenticity. Uh, like, we got to stop this, right? You know, and, and so you got to be able to, uh, you know, kind of have that inner resolve within yourself. But you've got to be able to face yourself, you guys. And I went through much, much fiery trials, uh, you know, asking God to, you know, give me a heart of forgiveness and help me to, you know, um, check my motives and my attitudes and my intentions first before I confronted anybody, right? It's like, okay, Lord, am I, do I got my crap together before I sit here and demand my brothers and sisters to do the same, you know, in that type of way. It's like, can I, can I hold myself to such a high standard first before I would demand someone else to, you know what I mean? You guys, that's really important. All right. Last, last couple questions here, you guys. Um, if what you see, okay. Is what you see and speak true? If it denies who the Messiah is, your seeing is blind, right? And that's why Jesus was saying, because he's talking to the Pharisees. They have the word of God. He's talking to Nicodemus. He is a Pharisee. He's in the church. He's got the word. He's got the, but he's coming to the wrong conclusions. He goes, you, um, very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. All right. So is what you're seeing and what you're speaking, okay? If, is it denying the conclusion of who Christ is? So, we must be born again. And then I was just thinking, okay, how do we be, how do we be born again? All right? That comes through accepting what you cannot give apart from yourself. All right? If, if Jesus came, if he says he didn't come to condemn, what did he come to give us? Right? If you cannot accept forgiveness, grace, love, and truth, Will that impact how you see and hear? Are you filtering life through a broken lens? So you guys ask yourself those questions today. Are you willing to, you know, accept the testimony of who Christ is? He doesn't, he didn't come to condemn you, but to save the world through him. So are you willing to lay out your beliefs that you have that, you know, express opinion against you and against other people and against God? Are you willing to, you know, get those, get those beliefs, uh, you know, like, like we talked about in the other podcast, you know, life has seasons. Are you willing to shake those beliefs? Because how do some of those beliefs make you feel, right? You feel drained. You're just frustrated. You know, you feel isolated. Um, ask God to, to give you a new perspective on that. Um, ask him to help you to be able to accept forgiveness, grace, love, and truth, but he came to give, so you won't be condemned. Are you able to accept those things that you need from him? to get healing and get restored, right? And if you don't have those things, if you cannot accept truth, if you cannot accept grace, if you cannot accept love, if you cannot accept forgiveness, is that going to impact how you see the rest of the world? Ask yourself that question, you guys, and get really serious about it. And if you got, if you can't even be vulnerable about this, then, you know, this ain't going to do anything for you. And I don't think the rest of the life coaching process will do anything for you either because you're not willing to face yourself in this way. This is what it's going to take, you guys. This is the process I went through 
this is the process I go through every single day. And it can feel scary and it can feel overwhelming at times. It can feel just like, oh my gosh, Lord, seriously. But I'm like, you know what, God, I know there's truth. The truth will set me free. I just want to be free, Lord. That is all I want. I want to be free and I want my children to be free. I want I want you guys to be free. That's why I talk like this. So, yeah, you guys, there's no condemnation. So figure out if you're underneath of it. Are you willing to accept grace, truth, time, love, forgiveness? You guys know what forgiveness means? It means to release resentment from your heart. That's all it is. If you cannot forgive, ask God, why are you holding on to this resentment? Right? The other person ain't tripping. It's usually just us within ourselves. That's why forgiveness is a one-sided thing. Lord, help us to release the resentment on our hearts that blinds us. So anyway, guys, I'm going to get off this podcast. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the day. I hope God, I hope and pray that, you know, you guys will have the courage. That God will give you the courage. Start asking him. Ask, seek, and you will find. God is not far off, right? He is He is here. And um, it's not judgment yet, you guys. He hasn't come back yet. You haven't died yet. You're still here. Hallelujah, you guys. So tomorrow's Fear for Thought Friday. Check me out on Facebook, Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell. Check out Soul Food Sunday on Sundays where my husband and I, um, we go live. Sharing with you guys the things that the Lord's sharing with us. Liberating thoughts, new perspectives, whatever, right? You guys, feel free to join us. Join in on the conversation. Um, my hope is to start integrating my children into this process. You know, you guys can, you know, meet my kids and start talking. You know, they can start talking to you guys too about what they're learning. Uh, my older son and I are hoping to, we're going to do a podcast together or a YouTube video. I'm not sure yet, but we want to talk about um, the parent-teenage relationship. You know how everyone always says it's a living hell, and uh, we want to have a conversation with you guys and, and kind of break that down and, and tell you it's a lie. So anyway, we love you guys. You have an awesome rest of the day. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great weekend. Be sure to tune in on Monday and I will see you guys next week.